Hey guys, this is Felicia Espinoza and welcome to the Kingdom Come podcast. I am so excited to finally be at this point where I can share my story, share some real talks some real moments and some things that I've been wanting to share pretty much for a very, very long time. So let's get right into it. All right, so let's get down to who I am because this is more of like a get to know me type introduction episode. And I think it's really important to kind of lay down who I am as a person and where I come from. Why am I starting this podcast? What exactly made me or inspired me to do this? So my name is Felicia Diane Espinoza. I was born Felicia Diane Flores. I was born to um, my parents. My mom is African-American. My dad is Mexican. So I am hashtag team mixed. I am black and Mexican. Growing up, I would say that I'm black again. <laughs> so if any of you out there are mixed and you had some funny nickname for what you're mixed with, please, please share in the comments because I literally want to hear those. I have heard everything from black skin to Afropino to, yeah, that's pretty much what I've heard so far. So I'm black skin, raised in Los Angeles, California. I am a literal, true LA girl, valley girl, as you would call it. I was raised in the valley, went to school, went to private school actually um, in Eagle Rock. But yeah, I was born and raised there until I was about 15 years old. And my parents got divorced when I was 12. And my mother got remarried. I believe right before I, a little before I turned 13. So um, yeah, she got remarried to my stepdad and we kind of, life kind of started then, I guess I, I should say. Um, and it's, and I'll be very vulnerable with you guys just because I feel like, you know, when you're putting your life together or putting pieces together of how you were raised or how you were brought up. You know, my mother was a single mom for a little bit. And, you know, my dad was in and out. My biological dad was in and out of our life. So when he was in, he was in, but then when he was out, he was out. And let me just make this disclaimer. Me and my dad have a relationship now. He lives in San Jose and I live in Oakland now in Oakland, California. And so we're about an hour away from each other. We talk and it's been a really good relationship, really healthy relationship. We've had the hard talks. We've had the vulnerable moments, which is pretty cool. So, but I just want to make that disclaimer. Um, the other disclaimer I want to make that I think is going to be very important when you're hearing the rest of the episodes of my podcast is my mother and stepdad are currently not in my life right now. Um, my brother and his wife are currently not in my life right now for reasons that once you hear more of these episodes, you're going to understand why they are not 
in my life. My sisters, Olivia and Mariah, are like my best friends. They are just everything to me and they are in my life and I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful that I still have my family in my life. But with that being said, let's get back to who Felicia Diane Espinoza is. So like I said before, born and raised in Los Angeles, California, mother got remarried and we moved to St. Louis, Missouri when I was 15. We moved there because I'm the oldest of four and there was, you know, now there was We were a family of six and the cost of living in Missouri is way cheaper than California. So we decided to move there and there was some career opportunities that were, um, that my, my parents really liked. And so they, we just, we just did it. We just moved and took us three days to drive a big old Penske truck and the minivan down to um, St. Louis and we got there was March of 2000 I want to say 2003 and it was snowing in California you don't really get snow unless you're like in the northern northern part like Big Bear or Yosemite or something like that but that wasn't normal in our life so it was really cool to see snow and we literally were there in St. Louis Missouri and I just moved here um, to Oakland California with my husband and my two kids, literally four months, no, now five months ago. Um, so literally from that time I was 15 to 35 was in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so it's been never, never did I ever realize that I would be moving back to California. It's, it's really been a really cool journey just to see, um, that how that happens, but also, The way God opened those doors for us has been really, really cool as well to see, especially when you're in the midst of going through things that you never even thought that you would ever, ever go through. Now, when we were in Missouri, um, my stepdad started a church, I want to say a year after we moved there. So by this time, by the time we became pastor's kids, I was about 16 Um, I believe I was turning 17 and, you know, just kind of went along with it. Of course. I mean, I was 16. I had younger siblings. My parents were like, all right, you're on the keyboard. You're, you know, my brother was on the drums. My, me and my sisters, we were singing. My mom was singing. We literally started our church from scratch and that was kind of where my life shifted when I uh, became a pastor's kid, not really understanding what that title held, but it, believe me, I started to understand what that title held maybe a year into it. Um, but it was, it was at first really interesting to kind of see the life as a pastor's kid when I wasn't a pastor's kid. So before my mother got remarried and she was, she had divorced my dad. Um, you know, going to church, being raised, I was raised in a United Pentecostal church international. So I was raised UPC. Um, 
And, you know, seeing the ministers that come into your church and seeing the kids that, you know, their, their pastor's kids or missionary kids, you kind of hold this pedestal up to them. And you think, oh my gosh, like these are pastor's kids. These are, they have everything. You kind of look at them like they have everything. Their life is together. Their parents are happy. Everyone's so happy. Um, and I longed to be like that. I longed to one day be a pastor's kid or one day be kind of in that spotlight that you're in when you're a pastor's kid, which is really, really weird to be honest with you. The life of any kind of preacher's kid or pastor's kid is very, very interesting. Um, especially when you're on the outside looking in, you want to be that so bad. And that's where I was. I was like, 12 years old looking at all these pastor's kids and minister minister's kids and missionary kids that would come and visit our church. And even the pastor's kids that I was raised with, I would look at them and be like, I want to be that because it seemed like it was a world where you could fit in. And I never really fit in anywhere. And I was bullied when I was a kid and my, like all my elementary years was just terrible to be honest with you. So I was bullied because, um, my mother had me at 16 and I was born without the lower half of my right leg. And so I wore a prosthetic all my life. Like that is all I know. You don't know anything else, right? When you're like raised a certain way and you're raised with something like wearing a prosthetic, I don't even call it a disability because, to me, it's not a disability. It's just something I was born with and it just makes me unique. But back then I saw it as a disability because I was being bullied because I looked different because I was different. There were certain things I really couldn't do. I couldn't run like the other kids. I could run, but I couldn't run like the other kids. I couldn't do certain things like the other kids. And so, yeah, I was bullied. So you see this, you know, I'm living in my world of being bullied and not being accepted, not fitting in. But then you see this other world of like, oh, look at these pastor's kids. Look at these minister's kids. They fit in somewhere. And that's where my mind was. I was like, I want to be them because it seemed like it was a little bit easier. It seemed like they fit in because there's a whole world of pastor's kids. There's not a whole world of kids that have, at least back then, there wasn't a whole world of kids with, you know, prosthetics and things like that. And so, and of course I was labeled having a disability. So I wanted, I wanted somewhere where I could fit in and that kind of seemed like that was it. Um, so when I became a pastor's kid, I thought, well, my life is probably going to get easier because now I have like a title, like now I have a sense of identity Um, now I could fit in with all the other pastor's kids, but little did I know, (laughs) little did I know that that was not the case. We were in the Midwest. We were mixed kids, black Mexican, um, not the vibe for Missouri at all. Um, I mean, just not the vibe at all. And I experienced Along with my sisters, I experienced a lot of uh, racism, feeling different because I had curly hair, um, feeling, again, 
feeling, excuse me, feeling like I cannot fit in anywhere. Like where in the world am I going to fit in? And, um, but I really did legit. I really did feel like being a pastor's kid was that thing that was going to help me fit in, but it wasn't. But you know what? I think at a certain age, I started to just really accept like, this is who I am. And if I'm different, I'm different. I still had a lot of insecurities, a lot. Like I still questioned who I am. I still, I don't know. I just, I still felt out of place, but that's where I kind of channeled like my creativity and felt like I could be creative and I could write music. I could play the piano. I could sing. And I was, I, and I am, but back then I was still, I was talented and I was talented in playing the piano. I was playing the keyboard for my church. I could sing, I could worship lead. I could, you know, I could do all those things. And I think I really started at one point, I, I really can't remember what age, but I really started to feel like, okay, maybe like, this is, this is good. Like, okay, I'm up on the platform. I'm playing the keyboard. I'm singing. I'm writing songs. I think one of the first songs I wrote, I sang at one of our first churches um, that we were at. And it was pretty cool. I felt like, you know what? This could be something I could do. I, I could do this. I could do this. And even though I had my insecurities and even though, you know, I was going through other things in my mind, um, I still felt like, okay, I, I, I could do this and I could fit in here in my own little creative musician, pastor's kid world. And, um, and I was still in high school. I was still in high school. Um, and so after we became pastor's kids, I mean, we started our church from scratch. We would go hang door hangers. If any of you have ever grown up putting door hangers on anybody's door, like it was okay back then. Like this is, this is still early two thousands. Like it was okay to put door hangers on people's door. Um, it was okay to go knock on doors. Like that's what we grew up doing. And it was cool. It was, it was fun. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, our church started growing and we started really thriving in this world of being a pastor's family and being PKs. Um, you know, we had our little, our little rebellious time of like listening to secular music and, you know, being just being different, you know? Um, but at the same time, we really did stay in church. We really, we really did. We didn't want to have the stigma of like the pastor's kids that like completely backslide, you know, and just, we didn't want to have that. And I think, um, our parents really instilled that with fear. (laughs) It's us, but that's, that's who we became. We, I, I completely took on that role as a pastor's kid and really started diving into ministry. Um, And that was kind of it for a very long time. We really started diving into ministry when I was more in my 20s. But I was also like going to college and exploring who I am by going to college and seeing the kind of things that I want to do. And that was a challenge, you guys. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, that was a challenge. By the time I went to college, I was already, you know, 
on the keyboard for a very long time. And I kind of wanted to see if there was other avenues of just life that I could, that I could do. So I went to college, stopped going to college, went to college. I went to Bible college. Um, when I was 18, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to Bible college. 